in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Hi, welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast. This is Stephanie and I'm here with Marin. And we have been contemplating over the last week uh, a very interesting saying called being called to the show. And I didn't ever hear that um, that language before, and, and I didn't know what it meant. And, and what I'm understanding that it means is when a, a great athlete is called to the major leagues or you know a higher level of, of athletics. And I was reflecting on it personally, of not just with athletics, but with other areas in our lives. Like sometimes we're called up to the next level of our our growth and whether that's in a relationship or in business or in health or different things. And like maybe a promotion. Exactly. Or Or starting your own business. (laughs) Starting your own business or you win something. It could be like a, Mm. you know, a great gift that you've been given by somebody and you weren't really, you know, expecting it or something like that. And What happens is the story goes like this, that this young man was called to the show and he fit basically the perfect physiological, you know, checkbox to be able to go to the NBA. And he is recruited to the NBA right out of high school, but hasn't got the inner structures, the inner skill set or the mindset or the emotional, like all these different attributes that are needed in order to really be at that level. And those are all the interior things that nobody ever sees, right? And what had happened is after three years of being in the NBA, which he never got to basically play, he was then let go. And I thought to myself, I'm like, oh my God, I could just, you know, I could put myself in his shoes. And well, not really, because his shoes would be much bigger than mine. But, you know, <laughs> I put myself in his shoes and I realized that where have I been given an opportunity or a gift and then lost it. Like, you know, like, you know, when they say, you know, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Right. I've lost it. And then realized that that was actually amazing. And now I have to work even that much harder to get back to there. So I hear, I guess some of the ways I, what I'm thinking about right now is, was it a gift though? Because if he was not ready for it and not prepared, then is it truly a gift or, and we all experience this in our lives where we're put in a situation and in some ways, yes, it's a gift because it pushes us to grow. And in some ways it's, it's hurtful because I can imagine, you know, being three years, being called up because I have all the physical attributes and nobody has taken the time to look at, well, do I have all of the other attributes that, it, you know, you're just looking, being, I'm just being looked at from the outside. 
Oh, and isn't that true how we look at everything so much in our culture by the outside? Everything is judging it by the outside. And then basically dismissed because my, I wasn't good enough. You're, you're not good enough. We're going to let you go. But you guys never even looked at who I was at as, as the whole being. Mm-hmm. And you've judged mm-hmm. me and dismissed me mm-hmm. based on one sliver, my physical attributes. Like, I think about how horrific that feels. <laughs> Just even hearing it, it feels horrific inside of me. Because mainly because I've experienced that. You know, I know what that's like to feel like that, mm-hmm. to feel judge, jury, and executioner, bam, because I didn't live up to some vision that you had of me, whoever the you is. And you called me to the show before I was ready or based on something that that had nothing to do with who I was. So is it a gift? Yeah, I, I you know, I, I think, no, I think, well, yes and no. I'm like, yes and know, no, right? Yes and no, right? It's like, I, I've had situations where that's happened to me in my own life. And it's taken me another 30 years of going inside. It's like the deep rotor rooting of the inner world because what looked good on the outer yeah. was empty on the internal and w- losing it, losing the, the status or the identity or the gift or whatever, the, the relationship, whatever it was on the outer side. And once it was gone, then I realized I had nothing to stand on. There was nothing internally for me to fall back to rest into. And it's taken me another 30 years to work with those internal scaffolding or those internal structures inside myself. I often liken it to the house. I was just having a conversation with someone today about my home and they're, you know, I've had my home for 20 years and, and I've done a lot of renovations. It's cost a lot, a lot of money and a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of insight, a lot of work. <laughs> Trust me, a lot of work. And people say, well, you know, is it worth it? You know, putting lipstick on a pig is often what I keep hearing, you know, like why put lipstick on a pig? And I'm like, you know, it's so interesting when people are, we so quick to judge on the external and we don't take care of the internal. So in my home, you know, I have upgraded the electrical because my house is over a hundred years old. So it had knob and tube. Well, hundred years old, didn't even have electrical. So when it was built, so it's like, you know, it's been upgraded, upgraded, upgraded whether it's the plumbing, whether it's the insulation, all these things that nobody ever, ever sees the benefit of. No one. But I do because now I can rest assured and go to bed at night and know that my electrical is going to be healthy. I've got in, I've got insulation, so I know that my heating bills are going to go down. Like There's all these other little things that I know, but no one else knows. And then all of a sudden, one day, all of a sudden, now you start to see it on the other. Meaning if if the bones of the home aren't really solid, well, you're going to see the wear and tear on the external. It's the same as like in our own physical health. I say this over and over again. It's like we are so quick to adjust the physical, to look at the physical. And that doesn't say that that's not important. It sure is important. But if we're not looking at the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual underpinnings of something, Mm. when you take a hit, whether it's a fall or an accident, whatever it might be, or just an emotional hit of someone else doesn't like you, or you have a, a, have a, 
you know, a breakup or a job loss or something, we take an emotional hit, mental, spiritual hit. It, it, it is going to affect our physical because all of those plays out in it. So if we can build those internal structures with love and kindness and gentleness and really have a daily practice or a, a ritual of some sort that is always nurturing that, then we bounce a little bit more. It doesn't quite shatter us. And yet the shattering, like we we're going back to being called to the show. I can't imagine what that young man must have felt getting called up to the NBA and then saying, oh, thanks very much. You know, thanks for coming out, but you didn't make the team. Off you go kind of thing. You know, here's your shirt, you know, see you later. And, you know, at a very young age going, okay, what did I do? Like, that's, that's where I would have, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Right. What did I do wrong? How could I be better? And it's like, you just didn't have the internal structures to be able to somebody put you on a pedestal before you could develop at that so there isn't the shame that you didn't have it like as as if it was something you should have had if anything it's shame on the people that did that to him and you know not even going there it's yeah it's just realizing right each of us has our own journey that we're on. So that young man's journey will be part of it will be okay, who do I need to become to own that whatever just happened to me? And that's actually each of our journeys, right? So right. if I get promoted into a job that I don't yet have the skills for external or more importantly because we don't think of that, we oftentimes think of the external skills like oh I need to learn Microsoft DOS or you know whatever it is. I know I'm showing my age there, right? <laughs> Um, but we, you know, we recognize the outer skills that we need to learn, right? The inner skills we're so not those are, those are so, we're not trained to look at them. We're no, and find them. That's what you're talking about. Like with the house, is like nobody sees that. Nobody knows it but you. And yet, it's everything because wow. without a good electrical and a good plumbing system. And you're like, everything starts to fall apart. And now you're spending all of your time, energy, effort, and money just maintaining the basics. And no wonder people say, oh, you're putting lipstick on a pig. Guess what? That's what we're doing to ourselves. All the time. Inside, because we're running around putting out electrical fires and and plumbing problems and all of the internal stuff because Mm -hmm. no one's taught us how do we maintain that and not feel like we're putting lipstick on a pig? Well, and how do we develop it? How do we learn to love ourselves? How do we learn to expand our capacity to receive new information and to, I mean, I hear this all the time about digital, the digital, you know, natives of this world now who can just basically do anything with apps and digital and stuff like that. And, and certain levels of generation are going, I don't even want to go there. It just stresses me out. And it's like, well, what happened? You know, how do we keep developing? And I'm not talking about the skill development of it. I'm talking about how are we with ourselves through it? You know, that we start to close down and tighten up and fear the unknown or push away help and support and love, or we tell ourselves that we're, we're helpless and hopeless. You know, it's, those structures that are more important than the the skills will come or you'll find somebody who can totally help you. But if you do not have that internal love and care and attention and space capacity, you will push away things. You will sabotage the very things that are trying to help you to lift you up and to, to help broaden and expand your life and awareness. 
Yeah. I think about the people who who are almost born into greatness. And I, I don't say that lightly. What I mean by that is the people who we do put them on pedestals and they are looked at like we almost idolize them. And yet their insides are tearing them apart. And bless his heart, I'm going to bring up Matthew Perry because he just passed away and he was working really hard on that internal peace. And from his writings, it really sounded like he felt like he was alone in that. And I, I think we, we so related to him on Friends, and he entertained us, and he was so masterful, and yet there was a piece of him that couldn't even own it, that was like, I, I, he, he didn't feel worthy. And for all that we could relate to with him in his acting, I think we can relate even more to that piece of it, where in our daily lives, for all that we put on for the outer world, we still don't feel worthy and we don't know why we're here or what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that those are the inner structures that we're talking about, that regardless of what the outer looks like, what's going on on the inside? Yeah. And I, uh, this is why mental illness is such a, a, an epidemic right now is that for, for centuries, you know, we've just been looking at the physical and yet it's the mental and emotional that plays out on our physical. Yeah. So really, we've taken pretty good care of the physical. We, I mean, we really have all the answers to be able to handle the physical now. And now and it, just time it, out, because when yeah. we say the physical, I'm not just talking about the physical body. I mean, like, oh God, we're looking at the fact that, you know, like people who look like they've got it all together on the physical level, like they've got the money, they've got the accolades, they've got the, you know, they've made it what, you know, like checked all the boxes. They've, they're, they're in lonely. the show. They've made it lonely, to the show. They're empty. They're they're suffering internally. Right. We don't know what goes on internally, and it is hidden. It's in the darkness. Yes. And I think even in ourselves, we're we're so much like I don't want to go in. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to bring that up. And we're so conditioned to look at the light, to look at the sunshine, to look at where the weather is great, and let's just go there and let's just hang out. You know, there was an interesting story. I heard the other day about, and we've said actually shared this about the good wolf and the bad wolf, and you know the the Native American basically says you know to his to their grandson tell us a story about the good wolf and the bad wolf, and the little the little grandson says, well, which wolf is going to live? And we make a judgment about right, wrong, good, bad, and instead of saying, well, you know, and, and the story goes, well, it's the one you feed the one you give the attention to them. And that, yes, that is definitely a practice. If you, if we keep defaulting into the negative, we keep defaulting back into the trauma and the drama, kind of getting our own internal um, addiction hit from our internal chemicals. Sure. You don't want to keep giving attention to that, which is no longer working. And this is a both hand with this. I said, you know, we also need, I've come to a place in our society where it's not about ignoring that which isn't working anymore. 
It's mm-hmm. also about leaning in and finding a place where you can understand the person who is struggling. You're going, tell me what's going on. What are you believing or what is happening internally? You know, whether not they're to a bully, fix it. Right, not to fix it, but to understand it. Right. To listen. It's different. It's to, yeah. And to come closer to that. It's like, if you look at bullies and you see this a lot in the school system, you know, we have to, you know, end bullying or stamp out bullying. And I'm like, well, that's bullying the bully, isn't it? It's like, what do we understand why the bully is even bullying? Like, is there a need? Is there something that's happening? And that, that takes incredible amount of compassion and we cannot, you know, there's an old spiritual saying that says, you know, you cannot pray for peace. If you have not looked at getting peace inside yourself, if you have not worked within it, within yourself, it's really hard to offer something that you have not cultivated within yourself. Well, that is the same with, you know, the good wolf, bad wolf or the bullying. It's like, if we haven't looked at the darkness inside ourselves with love and compassion and gentleness and kindness, you're not going to look at it in someone else with the same. We're going to try to burn, cut, poison and annihilate, which is where we tend to always default in our world is like, like, just blow it up, like get rid of it, you know, whether it's medical, whether it's war, whether it's whatever it is, we just... We tend to take a very much reactive response to it rather than being with it, being with the uncomfortability and going, huh, you know, that Marin, she's having a hard time. I wonder, you know, she's really getting prickly. I wonder what's really going underneath it. We take it personally instead of saying, let me, because I, I care about this person. I'm going to hold space for them and just lean in and say, what, what's happening? What's going on internally? Because a lot of times we, we don't know how to go in. We're so on the hot messness <laughs> that we don't know how to drop in. And this is why we collectively really do need communities. We really need each other. It isn't about, it, look, if we could have gotten, you know, got out of a book or out of a movie or out of a something online, we would have already. We have all the information we need. This is why we need to come into relationship and why co-creating together is is what's going to have to happen for us to move to a whole new paradigm. Yeah. And when I think about that, I go back to kind of what we started with of instead of judging the, you know, like the being called to the show, when we look at ourselves and instead of judging it as I'm ready, I'm not ready, What's the conversation that needs to happen on an internal level of, yeah, there may be skills outwardly that I need to develop. And also, what am I being called to inwardly to develop more compassion, more understanding, more presence, the ability to listen at a deeper level? There are so many, you know, I I think that we call them soft skills and they're so important. The hard skills, yeah, they're important. And the soft skills are like the key. They're the, that internal, like you said, the, the, the stuff that's behind what you see in your house. Those are the mm-hmm. things that are behind what we see on the outer. And they change our experience of our own lives so that I get to be in my life and celebrating and exciting and and loving my life instead of 
in that constant doubt and shame and fear that I think a lot of people live in, that our society encourages us to live in with all the ads of you should be this oh. and you should be that. and Right? You know, the world is set up to distract us from looking yeah. any further underneath the surface. Like, let's just look at the topical level. Yeah. So my wish for all of you is that uh, you get called to the show so that you have a chance to stop and look around and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What needs to happen in here for me to really own that? And I want to say, you know, not, you know, getting called to the show and then having, you know, losing something that you didn't even know was great until it's gone can also be a great journey. You know, I could say my 30 years of being called to the show and then losing it has actually helped me go underneath the surface. And now standing in the future of that 30 year journey, I, during the journey wasn't so always so fun, but getting to through 30 years of it and looking back going, wow, I've really changed. I've really evolved. Mm. It has been a thread that has helped me see a bigger picture. And if I hadn't had that, I often say, you know, if you hadn't had the difficulty or the challenge or the thing in your life, you may not have ever dug underneath the surface. And, you know, I've met many people who have never dug underneath the surface and their lives, when they come to me, their lives are so empty. And there's even more, the sooner you can dig and go underneath the surface, the the more joy, the more, I mean, that's where treasure is, right? The more treasure you're going to find, the more joy, everything. The longer you wait, the harder, or at least it's not true. It's not harder to go in there. It's just that your mind thinks it's harder. And so the mind becomes more rigid. rigid. Yeah. More rigid. And the emotions are more attached to who you think you are. It's like you're in a groove, right? The the deeper the groove goes in, for those of you who are old enough to remember records, (laughs) right? (laughs) You get stuck stuck. in a groove, right? (laughs) And it's harder to get out, or at least the impression is that it is harder. And and you know, what is the difference between a a groove and and a grave? Six feet. Right. So if you keep digging out that, that yeah. groove, it, it, you're going to dig yourself a grave. And then you're the walking dead. And I think, you know, there's parts of myself that are still the walking dead. And I know that when I hit up against an uncomfortability or difficult, I know this is an opportunity to go in and get the buried treasure. And this is when not to shame yourself or to beat yourself up wrong, but say, okay, now this is time to ask for help. This is time to actually come into a relationship with a community that that is growing and evolving and it's time to learn some skills and the soft skills and the internal. Yeah. As we're headed towards the, uh, the culmination of the year, I think a lot of people do take this time of year to stop and reflect. So as you're doing that, check in. I would love to, we would love to hear from you as far as what are some of the things that you're looking at for this coming year on an internal level of things that the skills that you want to develop so that when you are called to the show, whatever that show may be for you, that you feel a little more prepared on the internal inside here. 
So we'd love to hear from you. Remember, you can find us at The Soulful Leader on both Facebook and LinkedIn, and now on YouTube. And for anybody that is interested, remember that, or maybe you don't know yet, that we have all next year, we're going to be working with a small group of people. And if you would like to be one of those people in our community, reach out to us. You can find more information at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com or on our new website, it's tslp.life. And it stands for the Soulful Leader Project, TSLP, and it's dot life. So we'll see you all next week on the Soulful Leader Podcast. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your host, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.